With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On it, it may support you, but step firmly, and the quicksand will liquefy, and you'll sink. Because humans are buoyant, we typically won't sink below. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. California headline news. Wild story out of the Los Angeles area where police this morning pursued a stolen hearse with a body in the back. That hearse stolen from outside a church in Pasadena Wednesday night. A member of the public was the one that initially uh, was able to locate the vehicle. Um, after witnessing the vehicle, it's my understanding that they alerted uh, Los Angeles uh, Police Department personnel. Sergeant Benjamin Grubb with the L.A. County Sheriff's Office says there was a pursuit. The driver crashing the Lincoln Navigator into several cars on the 110 freeway, leaving several cars damaged and several people hurt before the suspect was arrested. Governor Gavin Newsom says the state and federal governments are working well together on the developing coronavirus situation. We're developing quite uh, good levels of trust and, uh, and continue to work through this dynamic moment. Newsom saying he wants to demonstrate an aggressive approach in dealing with the ongoing situation. Eight confirmed cases of the illness here in the state. Several thousand are being monitored for it. Jeff Scott, California News. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.23%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Happening across the nation right now. ADP is helping Party City stores streamline recruiting. Music houses like Squeaky Clean Studios are demoing tracks while ADP helps keep business on track. And ADP helps a small Mexican restaurant keep up with compliance demands. When ADP helps businesses achieve what they're working for, that's newsworthy. HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. Vote Denny Antoinette Mazingo for 42nd State Assembly on or before March 3rd. It's the people's time. We need a strong voice in the 42nd District that works for the entire district and will push for every resident on either side of the mountain. As a State Assemblywoman, Denny will be the champion and voice for people of color. And those without a voice, she'll be the voice for seniors living in the streets, for single mothers struggling to care for their children, and for veterans struggling to survive in a country they bravely defended. Denny Antoinette is running to bring programs to the most vulnerable among us, create competitive jobs, and to ensure a great quality of life. 
life for the people of the 42nd Assembly District. And he believes in affordable universal health care, education, equitable housing, sensible gun laws, and protecting our environment. It's our time. It's the people's time. Vote Denny Antoinette Mazingo for 42nd Assembly on or before March 3rd. Learn more at DennyMazingo.com or Google Denny Mazingo. Paid for by Denny Antoinette Mazingo for State Assembly. It's time to say see you later alligator to embarrassing and troublesome issues with your skin, nails, and hair with all-natural Cayman alligator oil. Cayman oil is locally made right in Louisiana where people have been using alligator oil for centuries to treat all kinds of ailments. A drop a day of Cayman oil can help you say see you later alligator to athlete's foot, nail fungus, acne, eczema, rashes, dry skin, cuts, infections, MRSA, scars, burns, sunburns, and even ingrown hair and dandruff. If you or someone you know is tired of suffering with any of these skin, nail, and hair troubles, you need to visit mycayman.com to learn more about 100% natural, non-toxic, hypoallergenic cayman oil and get a bottle today. Say, see you later, alligator, with cayman alligator oil at mycayman.com. That's my. C-A-I-M-O-N dot com. MyCayman dot com. NBC News Radio, I'm Phil Hewlett. A first-of-its-kind coronavirus case in California has health officials scratching their heads. Experts have been able to trace how every other patient in the U.S. became infected, but not this one in Sacramento. The CDC says this means the virus could be spreading locally, person to person. The Molson Coors Brewery campus in Milwaukee will remain closed today after a gunman killed five brewery workers before killing himself Wednesday. More than 1,000 people work in the more than 20 buildings of what's known locally as Miller Valley. Rappers Jay-Z and Yo Gotti are continuing their efforts to help with prison reform. On Wednesday, they filed a second lawsuit against the Mississippi Department of Corrections on behalf of more than 150 inmates demanding better conditions in prison. Pope Francis has a suggestion for something Catholics can give up for Lent, trolling. On Ash Wednesday, the Pope appealed to Catholics to stop insulting people on social media. Phil Hewlett, NBC News Radio. Are you ready for a new experience? To see life from another point of view. New hope, new expression, new joy. This is your radio hour. Welcome to Viewpoint with Father John. And welcome, friends. You're tuned to KCAA Radio, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, or on the World Wide Web at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John. I am your host, Father John Reed. By the way, you can follow us on both Instagram and Facebook. Just go to Viewpoint with Father John, and I do get the notes that you've been sending, and I thank you for that. It blows me away that we're getting letters from Brazil, from Panama, from the Philippines, ones from Philippines, though, are usually collect. I don't know why that is, but we get them from all over the place. So always glad to, to get your notes. All of God's children are endowed with extraordinary purpose and ability. I'm on a quest to help as many as possible in fully realizing their divinely inspired potential. Disposing a false narrative and embracing genuineness inspires clarity of purpose. My role is to help overcome self-imposed limitations in realizing one's spiritual potential. And friends, while you're in the city of Claremont, I want you to stop by one of my favorite places, Claremont Pharmacy, owned by Dr. Nikki Ho. She takes care of all my diabetic supplies, and if you need someone who's really on the ball, go see Nikki. You'll really be glad you did. 
she has good hometown service that we used to get from your neighborhood pharmacy. And so she just gave me my Victoza again today. So I'll be thinking of her tonight when I take my shot. So see, I get a shot every night. It's pretty good for a guy that doesn't drink, huh? <laughs> and while you are in Claremont, just go down the street a little bit further to BC Cafe and you say hello to my friends, Rocky, who owns the place and Jose, who's the manager and any of the people who work there. You know, I love seeing the listeners come in and come to my table and let me know that they're listening in on the program. It's always an honor to spend time with you. And uh, this is a listener-supported program, so I continue to beg you for your support. You've been doing it for two years now. Just go to viewpointwithfatherjohn.com, go to the support button, click on it, and give what you can. For those of you who have been given all this time, thank you. I'm really grateful for your generous support. And, of course, if you really want to support me, buy my book, Close Your Eyes So You Can See Me. Remember, we're in February. You should start shopping for Christmas and uh, for this year and next year at least. And then, <laughs> So stock up. It's a good deal, and it keeps us on the air. I'm very happy to announce that we have a couple of great guests this evening, Mr. Gregory Wright and Victoria Jones. And they are with Friends of the Pacific Electric Trail. And I didn't know about this too long ago. I... I uh, know Victoria's husband, and, and, and he said, hey, do you know about this? And I acted like I did, and then I went home and tried to Google it so that next time I saw him, I could pretend like I knew what it was. <laughs> but the more I found out about it, I realized that this is really an important project that does a lot of things more than what most places do. And so I'm going to have our guests say hello. Greg, why don't you say hello to the people? Hello, everybody. And also, Victoria, why don't you say hello? Good evening. And... Tell us a little bit about what this program is. What, what does it mean, Friends of the Pacific Electric Trail? Um, basically, the Friends of the Pacific Electric Trail are a volunteer organization of folks that advocate for the uh, use and expansion and also the um, uh, really awareness of the PE Trail, Pacific Electric Trail. Uh, the old Pacific Electric Rail line who was a, that was abandoned was converted. There's like a rails-to-trails program that goes across the United States. Okay. So this is actually a 21-mile trail that goes through five cities from Claremont. Uh, it terminates in Claremont or, or starts, depending upon which direction you're going, uh, Upland, Montclair, uh, Ranch Cucamonga, Fontana, Rialto. And it's a regional trail that's an exercise trail. It's for people to be able to get out and experience basically a safe way to, you know, either ride your bike on a very wide pedestrian path. You can walk it. You can hoof it, we say sometimes, because there's some sections that will support horses. I was going to ask you, about that. Yeah, yes. you can jog, uh, but step lightly when you're around the horses. Mm -hmm. uh, you can nice. jog. You can uh, ride your bike, as long as it's pedestrian-powered. We're not talking about motorized, so it's a non-motorized trail. Oh, good. So it's a way for people to be able to get out and connect. And um, uh, I might be getting a little off, but, you know, like my wife and I, uh, who's in the booth, uh, we'll sometimes, we'll take our bikes, put it on the car, we'll drive down to Central Park because we live in Rancho Cucamonga, and we'll offload the bikes. Then we'll say, okay, which way do you want to go and what do you want to eat? So sometimes we'll ride into another area mm. and actually have dinner or lunch or whatever. So it's a great way really just to connect and not be on the streets. So there's yes. a lot of safety involved with the mm -hmm. trail. I like that because I, I walk two miles every day. Mm -hmm. And a couple of weeks ago, I actually got clipped going up Indian Hill Boulevard, someone was coming out of uh, one of those office driveways and they're looking the other way and they didn't see me and my, my walking cane and 
and they spun me around and <laughs> and God bless them kept going. <laughs> so so yeah, it, it's good to have a place that we can walk safely and, and not have to keep buying new canes because my canes <laughs> run over. Victoria, how'd you get involved? Fifteen years ago, when REI came to town, we went to check it out, and there was this wonderful elderly couple who wound up being part of the co-founders of the Friends of the PE Trail and said, there's this trail conversion happening. And we went to the very first meeting and sort of asked too many questions Mm -hmm. and got appointed uh, vice president, and (laughs) off we went. So we've been involved since the very beginning. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So... What is the main focus? I know you're you're saying it's a community thing where people can walk, bike, ride a horse perhaps in certain areas of it. Is there a theme that you're trying to capture with this? Yes, yes. Actually, our mission is really to see a connected trail system Mm -hmm. from the mountains to the sea that allows us to really connect the communities together. Okay. Uh, When I first got started, even before I became aware of the Friends of the Pacific Electric Trail, I was sitting on the couch one day looking down at my gut saying, okay, you really need to get in shape. You know, this Mm. is probably like the reboot of the reboot of the reboot to get in shape. (laughs) And a friend of mine texted me. She said, well, listen, I have a friend that's starting a running club. It was called the Sunrise Running Club. Oh. I was like, okay, you know, she goes, it's it's any pace, you know, you don't have to be like a marathon or anything like that. And we meet on the trail and we go out and, you know, do whatever you can do. Sure. I was like, cool. So what time are we meeting? 4.30 in the morning. Oh, I was thinking to myself, the sun is not up at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> well, then, no, by the time you finish, the sun is up. Well, the first time I walked it, because I was totally out of breath and out of shape, it took me about 58 minutes to do maybe uh, 5K, which is about three miles. Right. Those guys started off like little jackrabbits, and they were out doing their nine-mile or whatever pace. Sure. They did 10K, which is six-some miles, right? So they're passing me on the way back. I'm still going out. Right. So by the time I got back, the sun wasn't up, but it was close. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's how I first got involved with the trail. And then the more I did it and I kept going back, and you know, I think we you know, like three or four times a week or whatever, then I heard about the Pacific Electric. Uh, it was actually called the Cucamonga Challenge at the time. Oh, and they okay. were looking for volunteers. Actually, my wife is the one that found it. Uh, she said, hey, I signed up for this volunteer thing, uh, and they need some volunteers. Why don't you sign up and see whether you get accepted? And that's actually how I got involved with the group because we actually volunteered for one of the fundraisers, which is getting back to the main point is to see that connected trail system. Um, You know, when the group started about 2005 was to help finish the building of the trail. So, you know, there was, I think Upland was the first one. They got some sandbag money and sandbag was the San Bernardino County, uh, um, was it San Bernardino uh, agency of government or agreement of government or something like that, whatever okay. it stood for, which was actually the transportation um, agency at the time. And then they split up in two, 2017 and went into different two different directions. But mm. they had gotten some sandbag money from a grant to actually lay down the trail. So that was really the first foray into the area to convert that rail trail. Uh, and then the Cucamonga section, the Rialto, the Montclair, and all of that, those were added on. The group started to really help get that funded and finished um, to see that connection between the cities. And Vicki uh, was very instrumental. She and like the original founders of uh, you know the, and the original founders developing that relationship with the cities. Right. To be able to be on the steering committee, to be able to see and kind of like be you know advocate for the things like uh, uh, we want to have to really improve. Uh, okay. Well, let me back up. Each city has their own maintenance budget. 
Sure. So they take care of the they take care of their section of the trail, whether it's graffiti or whatever, whatever. But we want to see the amenities, like shade. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Structures or okay. benches or water stops. Things that actually enhance the user value. You know, you go to Disneyland, right? You enjoy it. You go back. You have a nice steak dinner at BC Cafe or wherever. You go back. It's because of the experience. So we want to advocate for things that improve and enhance the experience because that makes people, one, aware of it, and two, they come back to it all the time. And therefore, it's used over and over and over again. And um, I don't know if we have any – I don't think we have any official studies or so. You might have some numbers from the city from trail use, but definitely it has increased once the trail was finished. Because um, I remember driving through the area saying, I wonder where they're going to do this portion of the land. And then when they put the trail down, you see a handful of people on it. And now you see people using it every day at all times of the day. It's open 24 hours a day. Now, does this trail actually go by Indian Hill Boulevard at the top? No, it, That's no, another it one. stops at Monta Vista. Monta Vista, mm-hmm. okay. My, oh, sure. You get to my neighborhood. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, because I, it's I, an active. walk down the hill and get to it. <laughs> yeah, well, I am down the hill. I walked up looking for your trail. <laughs> <laughs> Because Claremont has an active train line there, so that's why it's not being converted. They're still yes. using it. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And they have a one-track mind, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, no, that's really good. Now, what is your funding source for what you're doing? Grassroots. Definitely grassroots. You know, a couple so grants here and there, but you pretty much. a little grass? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. that was the previous show, right? Oh, that was, okay. That, yeah, was, yeah. that was the earlier <laughs> section. Um, but really, you know, the, one of the biggest uh, sources of our um, revenue that we would generate, you know, we've actually, as an organization, have generated over about $70,000 that we've donated to the city. Oh. Most of it has come from the uh, running and cycling event that we've done in the past as a fundraising activity. So that was one of the main sources. But, you know, with those funds, we turn that all over back because we're a volunteer organization. None of us are fully employed there or anything like that. Well, I want to go back to something you just said because I, I don't know if the listeners caught that because it is really opposite of what most people hear. You gave money to the city. You didn't go to the city mm-hmm. for money. Correct. I, can you touch on that for a little bit? Because that, that is so opposite of what most people are used to. Mm-hmm. We're the only city, excuse me, we're the only nonprofit like us. That, yes. that do community events and go out and solicit for trail donations for rest stops and trailheads mm-hmm. that actually do write checks to the city to put those installations in. So it is something that we're very proud of. And we, in, like Greg said, with our PE challenge, that's one source of funding, but then the donations that come from groups like Lions and REI and some of the bike shops and such that will donate money towards a rest stop or a trailhead has been a huge benefit to the city. Yeah, and I think that's important because um, most cities are used to people coming to them with their hands out exactly. saying, we would like to do this, but we'd like you to fund it. Mm-hmm. So this has to be really refreshing for the cities involved that you're going in there so. and we're saying, no, we're going to help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of neat. Well, we're coming up to, speaking of helping ourselves, we're coming up to our first commercial break and My guest this evening is Gregory Wright and uh, Victoria Jones, and we'll be back in two and two.
The loss of a loved one is one of the most challenging experiences in a person's life. It's hard to know where to turn to make your loved one's final arrangements. Jesse Ruiz at Personal Funeral Planning in Ontario will treat you and your loved one with the respect you deserve. Jesse served in the Marine Corps in Desert Storm and understands what it takes to provide loyal, personalized, and empathetic service to those who need it most. The families of Michael Jackson, Brittany Murphy, Ed McMahon, and many others have trusted Jesse to provide them with the highest level of service and support. To work with Jesse, call 909-762-4027, 909-762-4027, or visit their website, www.4pfp.org, www.4pfp, as in personalfuneralplanning.org. Jesse Ruiz and Personal Funeral Planning, veteran-owned and operated, helping you plan a personal, lasting tribute for your loved one. www.4pfp.org Here's the legend of Mountain Mike's Pizza. There's a tale the early settlers tell that while panning for gold just below San Francisco near the Redwoods, a unique discovery was made. Not just gold in the ground, but the golden smell of Mountain Mike's Pizza and their fresh homemade pepperonis. A taste the 49ers from all over California couldn't pass up. It was pizza from the mountaintop. Pizza the way it ought to be. Since 70 aught plus 8, Mountain Mike's has been dishing up pizza dough rolled fresh daily using real whole milk mozzarella with mouth watering delicious fresh ingredients including their legendary crisp curly pepperoni that makes their pizza sought after like the gold of the 1800s. Now Mountain Mike's has come to Redlands located at the Redlands Packing House District near Sprouts. Feed your family for the holidays at mountainmikespizza.com or 909-335-1133. That's 909-335-1133 and discover this pizza gold for yourself. Google Mountain Mike's Redlands. And welcome back. You're tuned to KCAA Radio, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM. We're on the World Wide Web at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John. I am your host, Father John Reed. I wanted to give a shout-out to a couple of friends at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf over in the village at Claremont. I'd like to say hello to Rosie and Gabe that always take care of my latte. I'm writing a new book, and so I spend a lot of time over there working on the manuscript. So come up to the village sometime and say hello. I'm excited tonight because a, a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show, is back, and uh, and that's our good buddy Frank. Frank, say hello, guy. Father John, I've missed you. How you been? I'm better now that you're back. I, I miss oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> you're a good man, and uh, I, I I can stop lighting candles for you. The fear that you wouldn't make it back, and, and um, <laughs> but but it's good. And and Gabby says hello. And speaking of Gabby, all of you who know Gabby, today is her birthday. So happy birthday, Gabby. She. Could, <laughs> Yeah, she couldn't be here because she uh, started a new class at, at Mount Sac, uh, which is almost as good as the schools I went to, but <laughs> I'll pay for that when I get home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just saying she'll have the lock changed before I even get in the driveway. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but happy birthday, Gabby, and, and I love you very much. And so uh, my guests this evening are uh, Gregory Wright and Victoria Jones, and they're, the, they're with Friends of the Pacific Electric Trail. And I, I almost got that out. Yeah. <laughs> These written lips, I'll tell you, I'm getting used to them now. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the future of what you're doing. Oh, you know, uh, so a lot of people look at the, you know, some people, we call it the trail, we call it the PE trail, the Pacific Electric Trail. So we call it PE trail for short. Um, and it's really the jewel of the Inland Empire. 
because mm-hmm. it stretches 21 miles and it connects five cities as we were talking wow. about, really the future of it is the expansion from Fontana to be able to, because our, our vision is to connect it from the mountains to the sea. So Fontana mm-hmm. is already in that process of starting that connection to kind of push it south so that it then connects with the, eventually with the Santa Ana River Trail. And mm-hmm. that'll run all the way down into like Newport Huntington and things like that. Well, I, I hate to say it, but everything goes south in Fontana. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. It wasn't me. It's wasn't just me. the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> and the way they're doing that is actually, since the PE trail goes east-west, yes. and we live at the base of the mountains, right. all the flood control channels go north-south. Right. So they're going to intersect the PE trail and then go beyond that. And that's what the friends had been dreaming about that for years, is envisioning how do we con- connect the Inland Empire to the Santa Ana River Trail, which is huge, yes. and takes you all the way to the ocean. So that's really the bigger dream that we're trying to execute. Oh, that's great. And, and I, I should give a shout out. The mayor of Fontana is a friend of mine. I just, <laughs> <laughs> just I grew up in Ontario, and mm-hmm. it, our, our high schools played football against each other. Ah, I went to JP Full High. We, well... Once I get past my high school years, I'm sure that I'll get over that, but we're not there yet. <laughs> nah, I hear you, I hear you. I mean, a side note, I have a friend of mine that we were best friends in high school, and then we went to competing colleges. And so I tell her every, every, every fall, I said, Sue, I love you Monday through Friday, or Sunday through Friday, but Saturdays I hate you. That's right. Only during the fall. And so she's like back at you. So we have that mutual respect for one another. That's right. And on some Saturdays, everybody's Catholic because it's Notre Dame. (laughs) 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 So, well, very good. So in Fontana, you're actually bringing these things together so that um, you can hook up with the Santa Ana Trail, you said? Yes, Santa Ana River. Santa Ana River Trail uh, to take it down to the beach. That's cool. That's what we're hoping for. So um, my wife and I, we've lived in the Inland Empire. We actually were East Coasters. So okay. we moved here in 1991. And, um, you know, a handful of years later, you know, I had friends that would be down in Orange County. So we would, you know, hey, let's take our bikes. And all right, cool. And we're riding through these, like, trails that are really cool in, I mean, really cool down in Orange County. And I right. said, wow, we don't have this up here. And this is before the, the you know, Pacific Electric Trail. And so I'm being able to have that connection because uh, one of my good friends is, he passed away about three years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we used to drive down to uh, Costa Mesa. Yes. We parked at this moon park. Mm-hmm. There was like maybe about 12 cars could fit here. And then we would jump on the trail from there and ride down to Huntington. Uh, or we get down to PCH and say, okay, let's go left. We'll go down to, to Newport. Or let's turn right. We'll go up to Huntington or all the way up to Balsa Chica Beach and right. back. And that's about 28 miles round trip. Yes. And then he and I sometimes on our way out, we would stop and have breakfast at Main Street in, in um, Huntington or on the way back. And then there were times that, you know, the wind's blowing the wrong way. You, the blood's in your stomach and it's not going to your legs and you're huffing and puffing and whatever. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is so cool to be able to do this. It's a, such a nice trail. Then now we have the Pacific Electric, the PE Trail, which gives us that same feel. Um, I think my only knock on it, but it's, you know, it goes east-west, so you have a lot of streets that go north and south. So you have right. to stop, obviously. And, and one thing we do advocate is one healthy, uh, you know, healthy lifestyles. Because people that are active and healthy are happy. Yes, They connect, true. they talk, they see the same people, like if they go at certain times of day, hey, Bill, hey, so-and-so, dogs, everybody, you know, people that are out there. Mm-hmm. So it brings the community together and, and actually makes things like so much more fun. 
uh, because you're now talking to people and you're not just driving in, going to your, um, your, your driveway, going to the door and just shut the door and stay in. You're right. actually getting out and exploring and seeing people. And that's one of the biggest things like healthy RC, like, uh, back, uh, the healthy initiatives that are in, in nationwide, you know, there's healthy RC, healthy Fontana and so on and so forth in Ontario. Sure. And so, you know, one of the things we were recognized, wasn't it, we were recognized for the healthy RC, uh, program from well it was actually the um, everyday hero from Janice Rutherford's office oh. which is our sup- our county supervisor sure. who recognize and is a good um, partner with the friends and supports the friends because like we said earlier we're the only ones that are doing something like this giving back to to the community so it's um, it's a labor of love <laughs> it's all volunteer base and um, our work's not done I think with what I'm hearing, one of the most important parts, and it keeps being brought into it, is the fact it's all volunteer run. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't have people at the top who are letting everyone do the work, and they're scooping up the cream off the top, <laughs> you know, because that happens in a lot of situations, and, and that's where a lot of nonprofits go wrong, in, in my uh, opinion, is the fact that you start with someone who's good at organizing, they start organizing, and then you find out that there's one person at the top that while everyone's working, you know, they're, they're lying in their pocket. This being all volunteers, it sounds like there's no room for that. Without, no. See, and I, that's why I wanted to bring that up, is I think it's important for people who want to get involved to know that this is set up in a way that this is legitimately mm-hmm. volunteers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so you are the organization itself. Yeah. And we're definitely obviously looking for more people to get involved uh, so that we can replicate the friendships and relationships that we were able to develop in the city of Ranch Cucamonga with the other four sister cities. And then, of course, as the trail goes south, (laughs) uh, as it goes south, (laughs) I like the way it sounds, (laughs) Uh, uh, as as it turns to the south, I should say, Mm -hmm. and then the cities that it'll, you know, cross there, we want to be able to get people involved in each one of those cities to replicate what we're doing in Rancho and have the oversight to say that this is our trail. You know, people take ownership of the John Muir Trail, for example. Yes. And that's a wooded trail. So this is, you know, urban trail, mm-hmm. suburban urban. But the cool thing about it is it's our trail still. That's an important point. There's another part there that I really want to focus on for just a moment because I think it is important. You're bringing different communities together. For the last few years, and I'm going to say something that's going to sound political and take it as you will. We've kind of had a culture of tearing people away from each other. And it sounds like what you have going on is bringing people together yes. and reminding people we're in this together, you know, and we may be in different towns, but we have things in common mm-hmm. and things that we can do to build something positive instead of looking for the negative. Would that be accurate to what mm-hmm. you're doing? Very accurate, yes. Yeah. I think the attractiveness about this trail is the fact that it's open 24 hours a day, Yes. 365 days a year. It, it's well lit, has mile markers. It's hard to have a bad time when you're on a bike or you're out walking with your, your, your neighbor or you're walking your dog. It speaks to everybody in the community, and then it ties all those members together with their neighbors on either side. And so with that trail enhancement program that we developed and put a lot of donations into the city of... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rancho for trailheads and rest stops. Now we're speaking to the other sister cities and Montclair and Rialto are very interested in expanding that. And then if that happens, of course, when the trail starts to connect south to the Santa Ana River, then it opens up so many more opportunities. Right. Oh, that's fabulous. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to correct you on one thing. This year it's not going to be 365. Oh, it's, it's leap year. I forgot. 366. 366. That's right. You go. You got an extra <laughs> is that Saturday? Saturday, because uh, yeah. Sunday is the first. Right, that's right. You're Come right. I, I, only start, I forgot leap year. I, I only started to fight. I didn't want to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually want to jump back to something we talked about safety, because each one of the poles are mile markers. So there's a number on each one of the light poles, uh, light poles along the oh, way. Oh, good. So if you're at n- pole number 137 and you're having something, you can make a phone call to somebody, <laughs> and you can identify where you are. So there's safety that's built into it. Now, one of the things that we would love to see would be something like a smart trail. Oh, okay. okay. Well, now, that, well, that, what does that mean, right? Yeah. A smart trail is basically something that's either run by an app or so, but like whether or not you could have a footprint of where you are that you could check in. And therefore, um, actually last year, we did do an event with a group called the Spera Foundation, S-P-E-R-A. They just changed their name, but they okay. were putting together heart-healthy communities, oh. heart-safe communities. And what they were doing was trying to train everyday regular citizens into CPR. They would then be registered as a, in, into an app that would then allow people to be a responder or a transmitter. So if there was somebody that had an event and they were on that app, they could hit the panic button while EMS was en route and therefore, somebody could, you know, maybe they're closer by and they could get there quicker because time is muscle, time is tissue. Yes. So that was something that we had worked with this group um, to do a special event, special promo into the area. Now, they, have, they go around to the individual cities to, you know, coordinate something like this. So it's not just something that, the, you know, we just happen to be, I, I happen to be at a meeting and I happen to run into this person. The next thing you know, we get to talking and it's like, you know, we're partnering up and doing something. So, again, it's all about a safety and health issue, right? So a smart trail would be something that would integrate something similar to that. And or it could just be that, you know what, hey, um... Uh, wait, I really don't know what's nearby. And if I'm on my bike or if I'm walking or whatever, there might be a restaurant or there might be a store or might be something that I need to go to. Sure. And therefore, you could pull up the app or whatever. So again, these are some uh, you know ideas that we're kicking around for some sort of a smart trail and be able to have the markers so that people know exactly where you are so that you can meet up or you can do whatever or you can have safety involved in it as well. Uh, another thing we looked at one time was like, you know, okay, what if we could just, you know reduce the carbon footprint here and actually have like a paint that goes on the actual uh, concrete that mm-hmm. during the day it absorbs the light at night it glows now oh you know that way you can cut down on the actual uh, you know lighting fluorescence right. the fluorescence but then again you might you know take off somebody close by because all they see is this green trail looks like follow the yellow brick road or <laughs> to the land of oz for example so you know so there's different things you know there's there all the different ideas but obviously as a small group of us a small and we're all volunteers we obviously need help for things like this to be able to like you know raise awareness and funds and things of that sort Sure, but it's a great idea. I love the idea of the smart trail. The fact that that, uh, there'd be the ability to let people know you're in distress, Mm -hmm. get help there, and people who are trained for first responding, even if it's just first aid. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, if they know how to get things started, I'm wondering uh, if it would be a consideration if the funds were able to be raised to have different places where they have those mobile... uh, ADs. 
Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and that was actually the mission of that particular group, the Spare Foundation, was that they would actually install, maintain, and actually, you know, train people on the use of those portable AEDs so that they're accessible. Because what happens is, let's say, you know, we're in this building, there might be an AED here, right? Well, mm-hmm. after this place closes, somebody's having an event, well, they can't get inside to get it. So this right. would be in public places. So their whole mission, again, I'm not really talking them up, but I mean, the fact was, they wanted to have a heart-safe community. So therefore, right. you and I know each other. We're going to mm-hmm. be more friendly to one another, and we're more willing to help. But if we don't know each other, we might not know that person's in distress, and therefore, you know. So again, it's another way of connecting. So the biggest thing about the Friends was actually com- connecting not just communities, but also our business community partners. Right. That's why with the bike shops like mm-hmm. Jack's and Cycle, and I'm probably going to forget everybody, and, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, all the different bicycle shops. Sure. Uh, REI things like that. Then also other partners, which would other be you know other corporations and stuff in the area. Like um, I'm going to blank on their name all of a sudden because I, I, I my wife's from Pittsburgh. I went to school in Pittsburgh, so I see Alcoa in my head. But our IEBA. No, no. Um, the beginning with an A, and they were the ones that they, every year they sent like twenty or thirty people from their group. Uh, Archon, Archon. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I'm blanking. Oh, yeah, this, I, I this was to, obviously, yeah. folks, this was totally <laughs> unscripted. <laughs> Just going off the rails you, here. This is brought to you by the Alzheimer's unit. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, what was that again? <laughs> you know, there's a difference between hmm, what I come in this room for, and then how did I get here? Yeah. That's right. Two different things. They are <laughs> yeah. two different. The older things. I get, I'm like, hmm, starting to get closer to that. That's right. And over these 15 years, there's been so many partnerships and so many relationships been built. It, it's hard to keep track of everybody i mean we have a we have a business in upland who is a community member who runs a uh, beautiful place uh, for breakfast and lunch who welcomes people with their pets and their bikes and has bike parking and she's right on the trail so it's it's that it's mike it's um mark's bike shop who which is at um really on the trail right at baseline very easy to find and uh uh, we, we really wanted to welcome a lot of the people who don't know about the trail to get on the Metrolink and get off and uh, stop at Claremont, bring your bike, and take an adventure in the Inland Empire and find out, you know, what we have to offer. It's a non-motorized bike trail that you have a lot of fun, and you don't have to look over your shoulder for cars. Right. Now, you had mentioned in Claremont getting off on the Metrolink. Mm-hmm. From the Metrolink, where would they go? How, how would... Because I, I don't live far from there, so I'm interested in finding this. So that's uh, First Street, correct? First Street. Um, mm-hmm. So if you go east you'll on First right Street, you'll it. run right into the trail. Okay. So as you Monta cross Vista. over, yeah, as you cross over Mills or right Mills mm-hmm. and then cross Monta over Mills, mm-hmm. go through that little bit of neighborhood. It's like kind of a bifurcated street. Right. Then you'll see the trail. It just begins there. And then okay. it'll take you all the way out mm-hmm. through Rialto, past um, Baseline, and you know, so you just it's a nice ride, nice drive. Yeah, because I walk by there almost every day because I walk straight up Indian Hill mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. past the railroad mm-hmm. railroad tracks and such, and so mm-hmm. that's why I was trying to picture in my mind where this might be. So that's terrific, and uh, so and inviting people to be involved with these activities. Let's say somebody has an activity they would like to put towards this. Uh, how do they go about that? Oh, they contact us at petrail.org, so it's info at petrail.org, and one of us will answer them to see about how they can work together to partner. Uh, Vicki is the community partner, um, uh, you know, liaison per se, director, and 
She's her official title is on the card. <laughs> Community <laughs> Outreach Director. Yes. I've reached that stage where I, I look with my glasses, I take them off to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. As mine are sitting right in front of me because yeah. I don't need them. To, I don't necessarily need to read, but I just need to see, like, KCAA is a little fuzzy over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I figured that was your focal point. So yeah, there you go. That's good. That's no good. pun intended, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there was. No. <laughs> very punny, very punny. Wild and punny kind of guy. Exactly. Uh, well, we're coming up to our next commercial break, and, uh, you're listening to Viewpoint with Father John here on KCAA Radio. My guests this evening are Gregory Wright and Victoria Jones with uh, Friends of the Pacific Electric Trail. The loss of a loved one is one of the most challenging experiences in a person's life. It's hard to know where to turn to make your loved one's final arrangements. Jesse Ruiz at Personal Funeral Planning in Ontario will treat you and your loved one with the respect you deserve. Jesse served in the Marine Corps in Desert Storm and understands what it takes to provide loyal, personalized, and empathetic service to those who need it most. The families of Michael Jackson, Brittany Murphy, Ed McMahon, and many others have trusted Jesse to provide them with the highest level of service and support. To work with Jesse, call 909-762-4027, 909-762-4027, or visit their website, www.4pfp.org. www.4pfp, as in personalfuneralplanning.org. Jesse Ruiz and Personal Funeral Planning, veteran-owned and operated, helping you plan a personal, lasting tribute for your loved one. www.4pfp.org. Do you love to dine out and travel? Then join me, the number one food critic, Alan Borgen, host of the Let's Dine Out TV show on PBS every Saturday at 4 p.m. for the new Let's Dine Out radio show on KCAA 1050 AM. Along with my co-host, Isabel Bussey, we will be reviewing local restaurants, interviews with culinary professionals, review new cooking products, cookbooks, plus so much more, including giving away free gift certificates. That's the new Let's Dine Out radio show right here on KCAA 1050 AM every Saturday at 4 p.m. Happy eating! AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM. We're on the World Wide Web at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John. I am your host, Father John Reed, who was fooling around during the commercial, and so the music was coming up, and Frank was waving at me through the booth, and I thank you, Frank. You are so good for a senile host, and I I appreciate that. (laughs) That's why I give you those cookies, because I know you're going to save the show before the night's over. And we're talking about, uh, you know, Part of these programs is it's nice to have historical sites and it's nice to have plaques that, that are showing what people are doing. What kind of activities in that area do you have going on? Is there anything that you're presenting or being presented? Well, the Friends are very committed to the Etiwanda Depot, which is a 106-year-old historic uh, train depot that's right wow. along the trail. And the Friends have been very in, in, um interested in trying to restore it and so we're not sure where the direction is going to be in the in the future but the city of Rancho Cucamonga has placed this building on the National Register nice. and that happened in 2011 and so the friends because we're so committed to that building we really want to dedicate that um, uh, building with a plaque and register and because uh, we want the, the community to know that um, this building is needs to be protected. 
You know, I know what that's like. I was committed to a building once. It was called Ward B. I, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you es- and you escaped, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I was crazy about the place. But <laughs> <laughs> only people of the Inland Empire know what Ward B is. And uh, that was uh, before Patton State Hospital got really up and running. It was the Palace for the Peculiar, where mm-hmm. we learned mm-hmm. dances <laughs> like the Thorazine Shuffle and the Xanax Cha-Cha-Cha. <laughs> so, <laughs> so forgive me, I'm, I'm, I'm being an ill-behaved child as usual. So tell me a little bit more about this building. That's kind of exciting. 106 years old, you said? Yes, it was actually designed by a famous architect, Irving Gill. Okay. It was one of the first projects that was a tilt-up. It was an experiment back 106 years old. Wow. Years ago. And so it's been standing ever since. The friends have donated um, over $10,000 just to preserve the roof from caving in. And so we're in hopes that sometime in the near future, somebody will decide that it's important enough to completely restore. And the friends would like to be a part of that because our founding members were... um, had train history and uh, really want to see that happen. Oh, that's but, neat. Um, mm-hmm. Now, is it going to have to be retrofitted and all that stuff? Or? No, it's it's it just needs to be renovated inside and brought you know brought up to code. You know, there's no electricity right now, and we have some great listeners to the show. So you're hearing this here. Uh, if you want to get involved with this, if you want to put some money towards it, if you want to talk to people who you think might be able to help with this restoration if you're a construction group that might want to take this on they you can get a hold of them at info at petrail.org as in pacific electric trail Mm -hmm. and please do you know we have great listeners to the show who are really generous i personally think this is a worthwhile project it's something that uh, the reason that we're having this show tonight is because when i was told about it i thought this is really an important thing for the community. I mean, there's a lot of things going on out there, but this is one that is completely volunteer-ran. It is completely done selflessly, that's helping not just one community, but several communities. And it's about bringing people together instead of separating people. I think this is something we need so much right now. There's a, I felt so good after talking uh, to you and Dennis, and I, I thought, you know, Dennis is uh, Victoria's husband, and uh, I thought, you know, this is really a shot in the arm for people who are looking for hope in a community, and that's what we try to bring the show about is show people there's hope in different things, and if you can be involved with something that's positive, then what a great opportunity this is. So uh, I hope that you get some of those resources to restore that building or renovate it because uh, something that our children can see. You know, we're always talking about the children being the the next generation, the the greatest, you know, asset to keeping life going. But if we don't give them roots, you know, I I learned early on the greatest gifts we ever give our children are roots and wings. Mm -hmm. Well, we're good at giving them wings but we need to give them some roots. And this is a place where they can do this mm-hmm. and they can see this is part of our community and something that I could say, you know, I come from that. And that's kind of neat. Yes, yes. The rich history of the Etiwanda District. Yes. There's also other historic buildings over there. And so we feel that this renovation would complement that. It sits next to a school. It um, Actually, two schools. Two schools. Within mm-hmm. shouting distance, yeah. Wow. 
Tim, quit shouting. I, I don't like the noise. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to some of the other trail amenities that we've been involved in, we've also worked with the Cal Fire to plant trees. Mm-hmm. Good. We've done the weed tip with the Sheriff's Department. You know, we really want to, in the Inland Empire, of course, you know, we need more shade. So it's not just a rest stop. You need trees. And so um, you have to be patient. But, of course, you know, they're, they're, they're growing, and we want to see that happen throughout. Sure. Right. And also trailheads. So mm-hmm. Like, for example, actually the depot would be a perfect location for a new trailhead. Yes. Uh, because there's a lot of land that's there that could actually use for parking. And then, of course, the depot itself, if there was renovation efforts to it, could be like a museum. It could be a, you know, whatever. It could be something to house all of our history and all as well. And it complements two or three other structures that are nearby that are also historic landmarks. Um, but then also uh, events. People can gather. There's things you can do there. So yes. a, there would be ample parking for that as well. And then, of course, um, you know, it's centralized. It would be a, a public restroom. Uh, it, I mean, there would be place for a public restroom Good. and all that stuff. And That's also important. water stations. So uh, we were instrumental um, with the trailhead over on the vineyard side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's really nothing in between. Uh, so... When you go east, there's lack of water stations and stuff. So, and there's also um, a lack of shade structures. And again, we have the high winds to deal with, but it's something that actually gives us protection and also helps. Uh, you know, the, the user experience is the whole thing about the trail. Is we want to advocate for amenities that improve and enhance the user experience. Because, like I said earlier, if you enjoy something, you're going to come back to it. Yes. Well, and I think the trees are very important. A lot of people may not be aware of the fact that. Euclid Avenue at one time was nothing but pepper trees up and down. Mm-hmm. I grew up with that. And mm-hmm. when the wind would blow certain ways, it was just a fragrance that, if God made anything, Barry kept it up in heaven for himself. Mm-hmm. And then the trees got diseased. Yes. And most of them had to come out. And Claremont's had to deal with some of that with, with our urban forest. Mm-hmm. And... It's important that we go back to planting new trees mm-hmm. to replace a lot of these ones that through different reasons, some of the drought caused some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a child, Mount Baldy had burned. And I got to be a group of the children with the YMCA and the scouts mm-hmm. and stuff that we went up. And a lot of those trees you see there now, we've got to plant. Mm-hmm. And I can remember being maybe seven years old. I don't know how I even held on to this machine. It was so big, the head mm-hmm. seeds, and I walked around, you know, mm-hmm. turning the handle and putting seeds. And it was so heavy, but I wasn't going to give up for anything because it was such an important thing. Yeah. The reason I, I mention that, every time I look up and I see Mount Baldy, I get to think I, I've had a little part of this. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing with these trees, the more that people get involved, both they and their children will be able to look back and say, I was a part of this. Mm-hmm. I helped plant right. this. Yep. And I, I think if we can encourage that, it gets people invested in the community. It's one thing to live someplace. It's another place to thrive someplace. Mm-hmm. And to thrive someplace means you have to be invested in it. You have yes. to know your community. And you find out that we have so much in common. And that's how our families grow. Uh, and when I say family, I'm, I'm using the term that Richard Bach used in his book, Illusions, where he says, members of the same family are not always raised under the same roof or bloodline, but are drawn together by love and spirit, and that's our true family. Mm-hmm. So when you get involved with something like this, the PE trail and such, you're finding your Nick's family mm-hmm. that's going to be part of something that brings life, not just to this generation, but generations to come, and you can look back and say, I was part of that. 
We've had the pleasure of working with the Boy Scouts. They've come as volunteers. Oh, uh, we've actually helped another community partner on the trail, not at our event, but go do a cleanup at their site. Helps mm -hmm. helps you know helps them get their badges and such. And so that is a community working right. together, and we're very proud to do things like Actually, that. Actually, even though we totally forget, how about the CCC? That's right. Remember? Please tell that story. Uh, California Conservation Corps. Yes. Yeah. 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 they are. Very the they're the greatest them. partners. <laughs> they are the greatest partners. They are very <laughs> instrumental in uh, providing. I think about seventy or eighty volunteers to one of our events. Uh, and then we see them at like Ciclavia. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're not familiar with Ciclavia, which is an open street event okay. uh, that happens in LA County. So there's a nonprofit called Ciclavia.org that'll then host these like maybe four or five times a year. Okay. They close off streets between, you know, like nine and four. And it's a total, you can walk it, bike it, jog it, whatever, no cars. Oh. So those open street events are to make, you know, get butts on, you know, in, uh, on bikes, get people out. And again, it's a, you know, I think. Dennis tells this story better than I do. I don't have the numbers right. But, you know, the very first one that they did, they expected, I don't know, maybe 25,000 people or something again. And they stopped counting at 250,000 people. Wow. Very so it's successful. very well attended. It's very, very yes. So we had actually, we worked with them, and that's how we met the CCC. And they came out and worked one of our events. And uh, they're very good partners to be able to do things in the area. And they're pretty much on a lot of the different construction projects or things like that, like the trees and things of that sort, that go on, you know, in the area. Um, we would hopefully, you know, that would be another thing, you know, but again, that's beyond our scope, but to be able to have more open street events mm -hmm. in the Inland Empire, like sure. they have to replicate that, what they do out in the L.A. County area. So that would be kind of a fun thing to be able to do. What the... The risk of sounding corny, you know, build it and they'll come, you know. And that's what we're hoping for. Last year they added the, uh, they came as far as Claremont Pomona, and then the Friends for several years have adopted some of the intersections for, for safety. We have people, you know, dismount their bike, walk across the busy areas. Sure. And, and it was a time for us to engage with the community. So we're their partners as well as it goes both area, ways. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice. You know, I'm very excited about what you're doing. Uh, because I can sense the goodness of it, mm -hmm. you know, and not everything out there is like that. I, I, I hate to sound so cynical. Thirty years of being a priest, I, I've seen both the good and the and the bad of ideas. <laughs> okay, not I, no ideas are, are are equal. But what you're doing, really, it shows people that they have an important part. And it's not just a few people doing something and saying, look what we did. It sounds like you're inviting people to say, come with us. Yes. Be part of this. And the community knows who we are now. In the beginning, we were that new little group that they weren't sure of. And we started something called a day on the trail where we, we would invite a bike shop. We mm -hmm. would kind of take turns. And we would spend a couple hours in the morning with handing out water, uh, fixing brakes, um, checking handles and such. And they wanted to know, what's happening so we would fill them in this next segment's being completed and then the next one and then give them an update and then they would share their stories i'm i'm recovering from um hip a hip insert or, or knee surgery and my doctor said to walk and by gosh not only am i getting better i'm losing weight wow. so they'll tell us their stories or the history my grandpa used to work in the in, you know all these things start to come out and one thing that we really really appreciate is that the community calls it, no matter where you live, mm -hmm. it's my trail. So if you get on at Ramona, you're a Ramona neighbor, that's, right. it's my trail. 
And when you're over at Vineyard, oh, it's my trail. So people take ownership of that trail. And oh, really, it's cool. very personal. So we like hearing that. Oh, that's neat. Now, do you have any upcoming events that you'd like to talk about a little bit? In, any gatherings? Uh, we don't have anything that's in the, you know, a lot of things are in the planning stages, so we don't have any firm dates. So mm-hmm. we really don't. But, you know, you know, we'd like to have some things that, you know, like, again, things that involve fun. I mean, people come together for, they, they don't want to, I mean, we meet for meetings to talk about trail things on sure. every uh, second Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. in Rancho Cucamonga at Central Park. I'll give the address out at 11200 uh, Baseline Road, which is the Goldie S. Lewis uh, Community Center. Oh, yes, yes. So that's where we meet. That's where we kind of put, you know, we plot and scheme for things to come up. I personally would love to see, you know, like, hey, we have a casino night or we have uh, ballroom dancing or something like that. Things that are fun for people to come out. You always have, like, the pancake breakfast. We were, we were talking about partnering with the fire department to do mm-hmm. that. And, oh, good. You know, so different things that kind of bring people together, bring in awareness. And, and, and so those are things. But nothing that is firm dates. Those are the things. But um, a few years what we would do is we would actually put together uh, bike rides where we would meet up and then, like, ride through Claremont, for example. And then we would start at, like, either a local place start and end there and so therefore we would like you know hey come, let's get together and just bring everybody together so yes that's what we like to do is like i've always told vicky and dennis and everybody else you know people don't want to come to meetings they like to have fun so you invite things to do then then you can preach the you know the message of what we're doing mm-hmm. and also get people more involved because they love fun well yeah and i hope that as those come up i hope you'll let me know about it so i can mention them on on the program as well and, and i'd like to attend some of those i think that would be a lot of fun well, and definitely would love to have you there thank uh, you you uh, in our last few minutes, what would you like to, to uh, give to the listeners to take with them to help them chew on for a little bit while they're thinking about what you're doing? You know, definitely, uh, regardless if it's with us or who anybody, get involved with your local communities. You mm-hmm. know, meet your neighbor. Don't be afraid to, like, get out and talk to the persons. Uh, you know, you know, try to you know bring people together and you know either go out for a walk, whether it's just in your neighborhood. We since we're really talking about, even though we like it's a, a connected trail system, it's really a healthy component. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really what we want to do. Is if you have people that are healthy, they spend, they're happy, they're you know they live longer, stuff like that. You know, sure. um, you know, check on your neighbor. Um, I, I keep talking about my wife; she's sitting in the booth here. But there was a gentleman that lived up the street from her, it, where she grew up, and her mother would see him. Right. And he was 80 some odd years old. Well, let me go check in on Mr. So-and-so and, and whatever. And so, you know, it's just having that caringness. So that if, again, like you talked earlier, you know, we're in a position where a lot of people have been torn apart, but let's bring things back together and just be, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, over at the coffee bean and tea leaf, there's a guy who's been going there for a while who just passed within the last 48 hours. Mm. And the staff there have looked in on him and he got hit by a car and, and mm. Mr. William was his name, and they would actually go up and spend time at the hospital with him, read to him while he's in his coma. Mm-hmm. So there's people who do need things like that, mm-hmm. and it touches me deeply mm-hmm. because they're part of the actual community. You know, I talked about BC Cafe, and, and I was having breakfast there this morning. And a few booths over, there's a guy who's probably in his 80s, and he. Uh, swallowed his, his drink wrong, aspirated on it. And uh, it was interesting how people were trying to pretend they're, they're not hearing him coughing. Like, man, so, you know, I got up and I walked over and I said, how can I help you? Can I help you? And, right. and he's going like this. I said, did it go down the wrong way? He says, yes. I said, do you need water? Can I get you something? And finally he just, 
he relaxed. He said, I'm okay. He just coughed. Mm -hmm. And then when he went to leave, he came over to my table. He says, you know, thank you for coming over to my table and seeing if I'm okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it, it kind of struck me as kind of sad that uh, people were, I looked around, I could see people were intentionally trying to look like they can't hear this man coughing. And what you're, what we're talking about tonight is don't pretend you don't hear the cough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Show up, let them know they're not alone. Mm -hmm. That's how we get to know each other. That's how we become family. That's how we become the thing that we're talking about here, which is called community. Correct. Right. Your neighbor's business is your business. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to get into what's going on in the family. You're trying to make sure that their needs are met mm -hmm. and that they know that people care about them. It's the greatest gift we can give one another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. We've witnessed a lot of meetup groups, whether they're walking their dogs, whether they're uh, running, whether they're cycling, we've actually years ago there was a a rollerblade uh, a girl group. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember their name, <laughs> but they were having so much fun. They're called the Thunderbirds. They, they no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> on that genre. I, I used, yeah, I used, to, I used to watch roller derby <laughs> back in the. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. Well, look, we're in our last two minutes, and so I, I need to take care of some housekeeping things. Uh, I, I, I want to thank both of you for being on the show tonight. I think you. you've brought a thank lot you, to, to share thank with, you. with our listeners. I'm very excited to have Frank back in the booth. Uh, Frank, you've been greatly missed. Uh, I've had li listeners ask how you're doing, what you're doing. And so that's why I've been stalking you on Facebook, That and because I'm just <laughs> a little weird. But <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, well, welcome back to the show. I'm, I'm so glad to have you back. You're, you're, you're a true gentleman and a scholar and a very important part of the show. And... Um, the, for some of the rest of you, um, I, you heard me spoke, speak just a moment ago about uh, our friend Mr. William. And if I know you don't know the guy, but if you're of the religious uh, persuasion to light a candle, please light a candle for he and those who love him. And that's not just members of his family, but members of his community. And let's keep each other in prayer. You know, this program's about bringing people together. It's about remembering... Each one of us count, and each one of us is deserving of dignity. And when we forget that, we've lost our humanity. I don't care where you were born. I don't care how you were born. 